Hi, this is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. Pete Fletcher is the host of Around the Galaxy, a fan-centric Star Wars podcast, which is part of a streaming Star Wars network. He takes a deep dive in every episode into that galaxy far, far away through a variety of guests, and even takes part in a live podcast on Friday called Force Connect. We chat about this, and of course, Star Wars, in a moment. And tonight we have, uh, well, it, or depending on when you're listening to this, uh, it, it, it could be today, we're talking to Pete Fletcher, and he is part of a team that, it's really a Star Wars streaming network, and they have Around the Galaxy, which is their, uh, which Pete hosts, where he really goes in deep interviewing people, and then Podcast of the Wills with Nick Milecki, I think I got that right. Milky, Milky, Milky. All right. Well, yep. there you go. It's okay. <laughs> and and, uh, and he, you know, it, it, on their website, it says it perfectly. He treats Star Wars like a sacred text, and and it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then you guys do a live show, Force Connect. Yeah. Uh, and and I've seen some of that, and they look like a hell of a lot of fun. <laughs> so, and obviously, you're a big Star Wars fan. So what yes. led you to kind of connect with these guys and do this? Yeah. So, you know, it's funny. I I, um, I had written for Star Wars Galaxy magazine. Yeah. I was a contributing editor back in the 90s. And um, as, as you and I know, in, in the 90s, it was a very different world. And one of the things that I was doing for um, Star Wars Galaxy magazine was I was um, I was doing features on some of the super fans. So, you know, there was like a couple brothers, for example, in Florida that built six foot Star Destroyers out of plywood. And that was in the magazine. And several years ago, um, I thought, you know what, I'd like to get back to doing that kind of thing. Uh, but podcasting seems like a fun way to do it. So I originally started um, just sort of my plan was to interview podcasters that I enjoyed. And then some of my connections from my Lucasfilm days came back into connection. And I've done 177 episodes interviewing everybody from, you know, award-winning effects artists to best-selling authors to super fans and social media voices. So Really, the way we kind of talk about Around the Galaxy is sort of that magic moment when Star Wars fans meet for the first time. And it doesn't matter if they've won an Oscar for working on Star Wars or if they are just uh, they're just just people, you know, who who are who wear a Star Wars shirt and love the, the saga. So, yeah, yeah, I was one of those people in New Jersey that stood in line, a line that wrapped around the block to see the very first movie. Mm. And I think. That and The Sting were the only two movies in my lifetime that got a standing ovation. Really? Yes. Wow. The, wow. the original movie got a standing ovation in the theater. People were hooting, hollering, and uh, and whistling. <laughs> and I mean, it was just, it was, it was really amazing. And I mean, the effects are primitive compared to what we can do today. Although George did go back and and, and did a great job in doing that trench fight at the end, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. Uh, I've been a fan a long time, and to be able to talk to some of these people, I actually just uh, not it, Star, Star Wars came up, but she couldn't say much. I just talked to Katie Sackoff about it, uh, about yes. a movie she was doing during the holidays, and she was off traveling somewhere the next day, as a matter of fact. But uh, mm -hmm. so, yeah, I've been Star Wars and Star Trek are two of my biggest phantoms probably in my life, so I, I really like it. 
It's interesting that you say that, you know, the, the effects have, have evolved, but it's, it, you know, I think the biggest difference between watching a star Wars 1977 film and a film today is just the way films are shot as well. Like the pacing was quite different. Like my 10 year old son, uh, he prefers clone wars and some of the animation and that sort of thing. And when he sits through uh, a new hope, it's a different experience for him because, you know, there's, they keep the camera on the same guy for like eight seconds at a time. <laughs> so <laughs> I know, I know it's the way it was. You know, what a crazy idea. <laughs> and, and, and it seems like the opening with C3PO and R2 in the desert seems to take forever these days. For yeah. Younger yep. folks, but I loved every minute of it with the skeleton there. And then we get to see the creature. Yep. Uh, like so many years later, but uh, you know, it's like, that's what it looks like. <laughs> uh, thank you, Dave Filoni. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah. It, and the live show. Well, let, let's talk production. So the live show in particular, that's got to be a bit of a challenge. I've done some live. I, I just do better as a pre-recorded for some reason. People it's, it's hard to connect people and, People just like to listen to me or never they want to That's <laughs> tuning in, but the live show, technically, how does that all work for you guys? Yeah. So the good news is I, I honestly, I don't know that I could do a live show alone because as you know, yeah. there's so many different things you need to do and, and run and, and move. And that's why it's three of us. It's myself, Nick, and our friend, uh, Chris Ryans, who's, uh, um, part of, uh, uh, another show called bro axiom. And so we just, we get together on Friday nights and we, you know, doing the show from a technical perspective, we um, we stream it to our YouTube channel. And what's fun about it and kind of different about it is that we also not only are we kind of managing a show with, you know, we 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 run, you know, some funny sound effects and little blips and things like that. Um, but we also take uh, live call-ins from people who are who are listening who can we put the link in the chat and they can come and hang out and um, it's it's fun and it's interesting. Um I think what what's fun about that is it's there's so many shows that especially in YouTube and I mean honestly as you know as a podcaster and you've been doing it longer than I have um there's so many shows out there um there's so many so many people who have, and, and you know <laughs> I joke around uh, that you know it's the old Ian Malcolm line from uh, Jurassic Park uh, just just because uh, you can doesn't mean that you should that's and right there's a lot of shows out there and I, I mean that's not to say that they're not good because the passion is all coming from from the right spot but yeah. to put it together and give a voice to people who who want to share their opinions on Star Wars um and we try to keep it topical we call it sort of sports talk radio for Star Wars we you know, we, we it's generally, you know, like, for example, over the last couple of weeks, you know, we have Mandalorian and we have Bad Batch dropping and yep. we're excited about that. But we don't want to do a typical reaction show either. There's so many of those. Um, we take a couple days and we digest it and we pick a theme or something from those shows um, that that seems to be a hot topic. And when there's nothing else going on, we we look at what's happening uh, across the Star Wars fandom. And as you know, social media certainly lets you know what people are excited or upset about and it's we like to give people a voice to to give their opinions on it i listened to the audio version of your last episode where you talked about it, it, an event that doesn't happen very often where mandalorian and also bad batch are mm -hmm. on at the same time that, right you know, two star wars shows not even star well maybe star trek has done that especially in the old days 
right uh, in and i'm talking 1990s but but anyway <laughs> uh yeah that was that was really interesting the mandalorian i liked it the the scene with the pirates man i've seen that done in so many westerns and they did it so beautifully it was obviously an homage to those westerns yeah um somebody wrote an article about it or mentioned it and, and it's a very good point of that episode bo katan she seemed extremely mellow and yes. you know and she was so you know hungry for that dark saber which is freaking cool <laughs> and uh but and the fact is she was like well, they'll follow you now because, you know, I'm, I'm just going to yeah. sit here. And it was like, whoa, what's going on there? So there's yeah. a lot more to that, I think. But what was your reaction to that? I'm hopeful that, you know, it's, it's funny. I, I tweeted something recently about, you know, there's I think one of the biggest challenges with whether you're a Star Trek fan or a Star Wars fan or or Dune or whatever you, you, you are excited about or yeah. from a series perspective is setting your expectations and then not getting it. Because I'll be honest, when I walked out of the rise of Skywalker, I had expectations that were through the roof. And even if it met them, it wouldn't have met them. So, um, but I don't often bring expectations. However, the only uh, hope that I have for this particular season is that they're going to tell the story of Din and the Mandalorian sort of finding and walking away from the two different cults that are essentially at war here. You have, you have the, the death watch cult, the cult that he, you know, with the helmet and he's not allowed to take it off, which is such an extreme thing. And then you have Bo's um, uh, essentially a cult of, you know, follow whoever has this dark saber. And that's, I, I, what I'm hoping is he is unifying, you know, sort of my, I said this early on in the story of the Mandalorian that, you know, the name initially, I think we thought it was about the Mandalorian guy, right? That yeah. guy, he's a Mandalorian. But I really think it's about the Mandalorian, the guy who brings it all together. And, you know, there's there's thoughts that it could actually be Grogu, who's the Mandalorian. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, was it really specifically to Bo and that particular episode? I think it's showing that, you know, if you get too deep into a cult or too deep into uh, uh, believing only one way um when it doesn't work out it's going to it's going to devastate you and you have to figure out how you're going to move on from there and it seems like she right now is not sure what she's going to do what she's supposed to do at this point she's believed that that dark saber should have been in her hands she should lead mandalore she would bring everyone back and you know she got dumped on prom night it did not work out the way she expected it to really made some good points there it was a great episode. Um, a point you also pointed out in your episode recently is Pat Batch was really just the, the scale. And I don't know if you, I noticed this, the animation is better this year. Yes. The backgrounds look like they're real. I mean, it mm -hmm. was really amazing. Uh, the episode when they're in the, uh, when they're doing, when it, it, it's called, I think, either captured or encased. I believe, or something like that. They're in that ship, and it's all dark and shadows. And yes. A nice little homage maybe to Alien in there a little bit. For but, sure. But uh, I really dug that. They went a little dark on that episode. Uh, but, you know, the last one, Metamorphosis, was just phenomenal. And I was like, wow, they really stepped it up this year. Well, what's interesting about uh, Bad Batch, I think, um, 
one of the questions that I have about Bad Batch, you know, as I as I referenced before, you know, for my my ten year old son, the Clone Wars was his entree into Star Wars, right? Yeah. His Han, Luke, and Leia are fives, Cody and Rex, right? Those are mm-hmm. his guys. Clone Wars dealt with some pretty dark things, but this season of Bad Batch, I mean, we've literally saw um, a clone kill himself because he 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 failed his mission. That's some pretty dark and heady stuff. And then you go to then the next week, it's kind of flashy and fun, or, or you know, it actually wasn't the next week, but a different episode. And this one bordered on on sci-fi horror, which was fantastic. So the question is, who is this show for? And I think Star Wars, even with Clone Wars, has said it's for it's for it grows with the fans, right? It, it so while while this particular episode of Metamorphosis was you know uh, an homage in many ways to uh, everything from Alien to even some of the kaiju films, right? Um, with the big monster at the end, yeah. it's it still did it in a way that you and I saw it for for that sort of thing, but a 10-year-old might not, or a 20-year-old who hasn't seen, who hasn't been as invested in the history of those types of films may not have caught it. So it's, it's Filoni has done some really amazing things in being able to expand that universe, expand that story oh. without really relying on you having seen everything else, which is tricky. And I think those of us who like myself who like literally will watch anything that's that's star wars um i'll watch something where ahsoka comes back for example in the first in the second season of mandalorian and think to myself wow how are people who don't know who she is going to know what's happening so i talked to my dad uh, who who you know as well yeah and he's like i don't know who that is but she was cool and that's all that matters they do a nice job of making them quote-unquote cool so that you want to know more if you hey if you want seven seasons of clone wars it's there for you but you don't need it so it's pretty it's and that's a tricky that's a tricky line to walk i think and i think he's doing a nice job of that there's more with pete fletcher and i talking star wars in a moment yeah i mean uh the original star trek needed a boost and they had it in uh, gene coon who's mm-hmm. created the klingons he did so many stories that are classics right now and doesn't get the credit, didn't get the credit for it. Hmm. And Star Wars had the same thing. And you got to credit George Lucas because he saw sure. something in Dave Filoni. It's like George was like, you know, look, I, I don't think I, I can't keep doing this forever. And right. this universe, I love George, but there's obviously were enough holes in the universe to tell more stories. And right. actually, thank God that was the case. Otherwise, yes. we wouldn't have anything to talk about. But uh, <laughs> but Dave Filoni came in, and the Clone Wars, it changed Revenge of the Sith to me totally after watching 100%. it. It's like, oh, there's Master Plo. You know, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you get all these different masters and things, and they're not just you know you know chewing the scenery. They're just sitting there. They have a history. So when yeah. they die, now you have a history with the Clone Wars. And he, you know, he did it with Bad Batch. And I think what's a really cool thing. So, okay, so you had the clones and -hmm. then you had the regular stormtroopers, which were not clones anymore. So what happens in between? And Dave is telling that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just so cool how he is just filling in this history and the universe is just blown up now. I mean, it's really expansive right now. And I really dig that. 
It really is uh, so unique in that they are uh, able to, I, I talk about different doorways for people. And as I said before, you know, my son got into it through Clone Wars. My daughter, who's uh, 13, her she fell in love with Ray in the sequel trilogy. Oh, well. And there's been what's remarkable. And I, I've told this on, on my show, but it's one of my favorite stories is that, you know, you and I got the I am your father moment in the theater. We were there. We experienced that when we were preparing to watch um, Rise of Skywalker. My daughter and I watched every movie leading up to it in order one through eight. When Palpatine revealed himself as the as Sidious, she was like, oh, my gosh, that makes sense. I totally didn't think that there was something wrong with that guy. And for my son, during ep- series uh, season seven of The Clone Wars, when the clones get Order 66, I didn't even think of the fact that he didn't make that connection. And he was floored. Like, it devastated him that his boys had gone bad and and so star wars has has different doors for everybody to come in and also enough surprises and story evolution so that you can you know you can grab onto it and and now you and i as we watch mandalorian and bad batch and all these other shows we're we're experiencing it from a different perspective and it's and it does work for everyone i think it's pretty amazing in that regard just on on a point about the mandalorian i remember i think yeah when empire came back came out and it was like uh yeah boba fett is wearing mandalorian armor i go Mm -hmm. that sounds cool (laughs) and that was from 1980 to god knows when and that's all i heard about what the man we had no idea what the culture was or if there was a culture i just figured he bought the the armor in mandalore or (laughs) or somebody made it for him but uh but now it's like oh wow this is really cool yeah Uh, as far as production uh, for uh, your your podcast, sure. What, ha- what has surprised you about you know doing and producing your podcast? Because I mean, it's kind of like I, it, I look at it as sometimes you you're like chasing a bear every week. You know, you gotta <laughs> you gotta get it under control, otherwise everything falls apart. Yeah, I well, I think I think the first thing is. Um, because around the galaxy has been sort of that's that's what started it all for me back in 2019, um, and that's really my you know my my pride and joy. I love doing the live show, but that's that's kind of just sort of a uh, that not just, but it's a fun way to connect with with people. Um, but to me, it's it's finding connections, right? I think um, especially especially in Star Wars where. You know, again, it's cheesy, but it's true. We kind of, I think of it as, you know, if you're at a, at a, you're walking through a, through the mall and you see somebody wearing a Star Wars shirt and you immediately have that sort of connection, what happens if you explore that connection? And what I find so interesting is I think the most, the most common thread in over 170 interviews with people is that Star Wars always tends to connect to some amazingly important, not always good, but important childhood memory, whether it's, you know, whether it's the, you know, there's some of our, some, one of my guests, um, they had gone to see it right after they lost a parent and it helped them deal with that. Some of uh, the, you know, I, I, on there for one of my favorite versions of the story is uh, Anthony Bresnikin, the, the writer for Vanity Fair, um, he remembers seeing the Empire Strikes Back on a cold 
on a hot summer day and he walked into the theater with his grandmother and the air conditioning was blaring and they walked in a little late. So they walked in during the Walker battle and the cold air hit him. And that's like, it's an, it's a tactile memory for star Wars. So I think from that perspective, for me, it's really, I I've gotten to points and you may have even had this over the years of, of doing your radio show and, and podcasting. You're like, I don't know what I'm going to get out of this one this week. And those are always the ones that surprise me. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, what a very interesting story that is. And to to dig into that. And then, you know, I think the biggest challenge, too, is is making sure that it doesn't become a, a, a sweaty nerd conversation, <laughs> because I I try to remember that the bolus of Star Wars fans are the the Walmart t-shirt buying public right they 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 like grogu he's cute they like stormtroopers because they look cool and they watch disney plus because it's on verse and so yeah we can talk about the history of mandalore and bo katan's sister being obi-wan's love and that's interesting but for nine out of ten people maybe 19 out of 20 people that doesn't matter but there's something about that story the entirety of this 45 years of star Wars that continues to speak to new people every day, people who are died in the wolf fans to the casual guys who will watch the movies when they're on TNT, but they love watching the movies. It sticks with them. And so as it relates to my show, that's one of the things I think that I've enjoyed the most is every week. I'm amazed that there's another fun and interesting angle and take on what star Wars means to them. Yeah, that is fantastic. Besides that, is there anything that surprised you, like the reaction to the podcast? I will never forget the first um, the first time I was on Twitter and somebody had posted a picture. They were there. Uh, her name is Danny. She's been listening to the show since day one. She's up in Canada, and she posted a picture on Twitter of her uh, her computer or her phone, and she was listening to my show in a coffee shop and seeing that first positive reaction from somebody and you realize i realized these are people that i've never met that are tuning in every week and they're interested in what i have to say and and more importantly what my guests have to say and you know getting that reaction and having those conversations with people and uh, you know you know nick and chris who co-host the friday night show with me and, and nick and i now run the network um i have only met them at Star Wars Celebration in California. Nick lives in Alabama. Chris, uh, he's in Philly, so he's not too far from me, but we haven't had a chance to get together. But I've made very good friends through the podcast, people who have raised their hands and said, hey, I listen to the show, I love it. And we become, you know, pen pals of the of the modern age. And um, and and it's, again, I think it kind of goes to that, that point I was making before about how Star Wars means something to people. So you take Star Wars and somebody who talks about it in a way that you care about and and i feel i guess that's kind of the responsibility i feel is to look there are i can nitpick every single star wars film i can it it's not hard Mm -hmm. to do but it's some people's personality online and i always avoid that you know as i've said before rise of skywalker is my uh, 11th favorite star wars film but it doesn't mean that i'm going to go online if you love it and say tell you why you're wrong my goal is to Hey, let's talk about what we liked about it. Let's talk about where that positive middle ground is. We can critique it. And yeah, if I, if somebody wants to have that conversation, I'm more than willing to have it. 
but it's about staying positive because it means, again, it really does mean so much to people um, keeping that conversation in a spot that's, that feels good is I, I think important for everyone. I think what's important that you, that you, all of you do. And I, I've heard this on the show. It comes through your fans and your own passion. I think that's what draws people to listen to you and to watch you. Mm. Is that they know that your fans first, and uh, that you are that you have a passion for this and uh and i i think that's half the battle there's too many people that do stuff like this because somebody told them to do it or hired them to do it as opposed to uh you know as opposed to people who really love what they're talking about and you can separate those uh so that's uh that's so important to do something like that that you really really love uh, I, I appreciate that that comes through. That means a lot because that's to your point. That's, you know, that's, that's just it. And and I always look at it like, you know, the, the second it starts to feel like, like, a, like a job, then it's, then it's probably not something I, I should be doing. So. Yeah, I totally hear you. No, it, it's so true. It's so true. Cause it is, it, it is their elements of it. That is work. I oh, there's a lot of work to it. Yeah. There's the promotion, the production, the editing, yeah. the, the booking guests, all those things. Yeah. All, oh yeah. Um, yeah, it's a it, lot. It's a lot of work. It and certainly is. I know that very well. <laughs> you know that as well, better yeah. than most. <laughs> well, it's been an absolute joy to talk to you, Pete. And it, I mean, you got to listen to these podcasts if you haven't already. If you love Star Wars, you got to check them out. And uh, it's just fantastic. Around the Galaxy podcast of the Wills and the live one of uh, Friday nights, uh, you know, Force. Uh, Force cast. Uh, it's really, really cool. Thank you for being on the podcast, talking to me about this, uh, something that we both love and enjoy. And uh, can't wait to see what the next episode is. Uh, <laughs> as we tape this, uh, they haven't aired yet. So we'll see what's going on. But uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Thank you very much. Yeah, you can. Uh, I'll send you the the links and you can find us. Uh, the best place to find all those shows is at our website, which is streamingstarwars.com. You can find links to all that stuff. Make it easy. Fantastic. Streamingstarwars.com. <laughs> Great place to go and uh, and get your fix as you wait for the episodes to drop. So there you go. <laughs> Thank you, Pete. And certainly pass along. A warm hello to your parents. uh, Absolutely. It was great to reconnect with you, Tony. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks for listening. Around the Galaxy is available wherever you get your podcasts and also at streamingstarwars.com. This is Tony Tolado. Thanks for listening.